It is the 13th of May 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the Point Blank Evumbi Early Mornings and Lake Lights Podcast. I'm Point Blank Evumbi. I just woke up a few minutes ago, so I'm going to be a bit groggy. Bear with me. It's typical me trying my best to find my way around things. And when I was debating what I would talk about this morning, I decided to revisit something that I've always spitballed with myself to see if maybe I'm right or maybe I'm wrong. There's there's this topic that's always been touched on audiobooks and pardon the noise outside, you know, planes flying around, cars picking get ready for work. The one topic that's always been bugging me is how to treat myself once I succeed and how the world should be once I do succeed. And I think success is a double-edged sword if somebody doesn't know what to do with it. And here is the angle that actually sits with me very thoroughly and it was born from looking at a certain post on snapchat and it was somebody sharing a video clip from uh, one of america's breakfast shows called the breakfast club and it was an interview with a gentleman known as damon dash and damon dash was one of the three founding members of rockefeller records and he's he used to be the manager of uh, sean carter known to most of us as jay-z and Jay-Z and him parted ways in the during the biggest part of their successes and it was born I think because from the aggression and the hunger that comes from a person like Damon Dash. Every person in music or every person in entertainment or any person in business has two sides to them. There's this the peaceful creative side that's the person themselves and because they're too preoccupied being creative and making things happen creatively somebody else has to take on the heavy load of being the attack dog the general who goes out to fight the war because until you have a person who's supposed to be head of marketing and head of uh, making commerce come to life for the product you're left just with that twiddling your fingers and damon dash's purpose was that for my little knowledge of the, of the friendship that was here's what i know damon dash grew up in harlem and uh, jay-z grew up in, in Brooklyn and when it came to them finding each other as far as music management was concerned um, the reason it was so easy for Damon Dash to decide to work with Jay-Z was because he could tell from his swagger that he doesn't act like a person from Brooklyn there was a certain assumption about Brooklyn guys because they were considered arrogant bullies I tend to agree with that because sometimes when I look at certain songs from, from Brooklyn, New York I can tell the aggressive side of what that music is gonna sound like and i love it i really really love it it's it's probably it's it's bully rap for example if you look at um mop's anti-up anti-up is a song about getting mugged yet you'll hear us in clubs just screaming at the top of our voices take chains off and (laughs) we never really take time to put things in perspective but that's what's happening in that track and harlem used to be the more relaxed walk you'll be courted you will have a conversation we'll see how far we can push anything we're supposed to do with you and if you agree hey we'll be good if you do not agree oh well we'll find other ways around it because another thing i hope to revisit as far as certain states in america i would like to really talk about harlem from my perspective as a guy who is a product of how pan-african leaders led to even me having the independence i'm enjoying as we speak but that's a topic for another day once i'm fully informed or better informed in the better state of mind for that now back to why i started off this story talking about richard iii and and uh, Damon Dash. Now the attack dog in the situation is certain generals do not know when to stop. 
a person who's been involved in wars some of them when they finish the wars they feel okay it's done no more bloodshed we're gonna be okay however some people they, they live for that war peacetime makes no sense to them and the reason why i'm trying to make that similarity between richard the third and damon dash is this damon dash is a person who when he tried to go out to bat for jay-z he'd ask for people to give him potential record deals he wouldn't get a record deal he was one of the guys who actually came up with the idea for allegedly uh making a record label when he tried to get them endorsement deals to probably have endorsed a certain clothing line or a certain clothing product he was also involved in that in that first phase allegedly where he said okay this is like a clothing line we don't need these people let's just do our own thing let's buy products that we, we know we could market ourselves and become affiliated with those products and people will buy them simply because we are those guys and for years you'd see people throwing up the diamond putting two signs up and making the diamond sign come up and you just knew that that was affiliation with rockefeller records and the, the r chain the rockefeller chain I'm, i'm i'm all the way in nairobi and i'm glad to hear that two people in africa already have those rockefeller chains so big props to kaspany vest and uh, and aka and to see that happen means success was born but when that move was being made damon dash was no more just like Richard III he did not know how to function in peace time when you have a person with you who actually serves the purpose of going forth and taking so that we can thrive even further your creative mind is given the opportunity to make things become even more peaceful so you can make things be perfect but if you have that person and he doesn't know when to stop it literally becomes a bigger bigger issue it's it always brings me back to that one sentence from um um Richard the 3rd the play written by William Shakespeare now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer and that line it literally just tells you that this guy is like okay cool I, I have no enemy worth destroying because i destroyed all my enemies but i feel like the sum still lurking because just like the 48 laws of power they say you have to destroy your enemies completely and he knew that there was a prince somewhere who's potentially going to come back and be a problem now this is all born from a story known as the war the war of roses <coughs> sorry about that and the war of roses it also leads back to there's a high school but my favorite uncle there's a there's a high school he went to which is a couple of blocks from where I'm sitting right now and it's a it's a it used to be called Duke of York and the the, the school's logo is the fleur de lis and I used to be curious about what that pattern stood for and then when I I was I got older and I started getting curious like genuinely curious about history I heard about the war of roses and you hear about the war of roses but I was only told about the war of roses thanks to knowing about the TV show Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones has hints and clues that tie back to what was happening during the War of Roses. If you're a, if you're a fan of history or a curious person about history, there's countless YouTube channels that would take all this history and boggle it down to at least 14 minutes or 15 minutes. Please take the time to go check that out so at least we can give you a, a degree of perspective as to what I'm talking about here. This this is how all that information applies to the current position I'm in. I've never had that attack dog person to go out to bat for me. I let my work be that person who goes out to bat. And by doing so, I'm I'm 
caught in the middle of having to make all the business moves for myself for example my company when it comes time for me to make sure the books are taken care of the taxes are paid and everything that's on me i take care of that i am a staff of one and as a staff of one i'm getting a lot of things done and i'm grateful that i'm even able to make sure that happens even if it's making sure that it's clear to the government that i've made no returns as a company and it has to be put out there that 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 has happened now as i'm dealing with this and trying to make it possible for more people to be a part of that movement i refuse to really put myself in a position where i have more than i can handle or more than i could chew so until i finish certain projects for example the film that I've been animating for the last seven years, this being almost the eighth, until I finish such projects and add more effort into making more commercial work be born from the company, then I'll be more, shall we say, content, if you will. And I only say that because I know how the commercial world works as far as visual artists are concerned. It would be very, very cool for me to keep on doing commercial work in ad agencies and all that. But I feel it would be even better, especially for me, if I could do that work that I want to do. Basically, my ideas for graphic novels and comic books and the partnerships with the comic books. My main effort, aside from finishing the film, is to be in a position of such comfort that I can create without looking over my shoulder and asking myself if the rent is paid. I'm looking to do that. And the only way I can do that is to take both characters and put within myself. Take both the creative energy that I have and the attack dog energy and put it within myself. But as a lesson I learned from my most recent relationship, though it didn't work out, but a lesson was learned, I need to take time to pause and smell the roses because as a guy who constantly keeps on moving forward and chugging forward and fighting forward i never take time to pause and ask myself okay so how do i feel about that did the project go well or did this become just another mess in my life and by doing so it made me become better at appreciating what i do i'm constantly pushing myself to the next finish line and a line i heard online i think i've mentioned it in a podcast before i'll just repeat it now the, the man said and i'm paraphrasing uh, the finish line is a mirage because by the time you get there you're off somewhere else and that's been me all along I, I prefer to keep myself pushing forward keep myself going but if I can possibly find within myself to stop and appreciate what I did then by the time I make my, my movement to the next stop everything is justified and perfect and I'm glad I get to actually enjoy such little moments of I did that and I did it well and everybody's happy with me for doing it. So what I would like to say is this, if you're able to find a person or you have a person in your corner who literally is the guy who goes out to bat and goes out to represent for you to make sure that you're able to make things happen, also take the time to school them on how to pause and accept some of the successes that you've gained. Because by him or her doing so, it makes them capable of knowing when they're supposed to ease off their foot from the accelerator and just take the time to actually just climb slowly because not everybody welcomes the aggressive side of a person who's going to push on you or to push for you because sometimes it just leaves a bad taste in some people's mouths and some people do not like to be attacked like to be cajoled and especially in 2019 where everybody's such a bloody softy you just have to appeal to some people's vanities and, and, and make them happy 
but if they don't they're not worthy of it just decide to have the, that same person have the same energy to say let's do it from scratch let's do it on our own coin let's make it the super success it's supposed to be everything i've done with my company so far has been fully funded from the work i create for clients all my money goes straight back to the work and i hope to continue doing that until which is the level where i could actually have a staff that i could actually pay in that regard but i'm also willing to accept that that stuff may not exist and though i'm not getting any younger i will keep on pushing myself to make the world come to life so do consider looking at the world from the perspective of the attack dog and the dog after it gets the bone it wanted not to be too greedy and look into the water and then open your mouth and have that bone fall out this is the time for you to consider all these things and as a person who uses his early mornings to really put his weeks in perspective this week is supposed to be super productive and i intend to make it exactly that when i enter that office today there's some shots of animation i want to prepare for this week and once i prepare those shots i will make sure that i clear every single shot of them because as time goes by the quality of work improves and even the execution of animation improves i have a strong team around me and the attack dog has yet to be unleashed and i think i like the fact that my personal attack dog is already preparing himself so to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. I'll be checking up with you guys in the evening, probably later than expected because I have an event tonight where we get to do a quiz night and we'll watch previews and the next episode of Game of Thrones. No, I will not be giving spoilers here. There's too many podcasts to take care of that for you. I'll just be the guy who tries to give you information that leads back to or leads into what those shows are. I'm Point Blank Evolby. Thank you so much for taking the time to being a part of PVE Daily Early Mornings and Late Nights Podcast. Talk tonight. Be blessed. And as we'd like to always have you say to yourself, be Caesar or be nothing at all. Good day.